In the air and on air, here he is, the renegade aviator, David Costa. The Renegade Aviator combines jet airshow performances and this radio show to promote aviation, excellence, overcoming obstacles, and achieving goals. Here he is, the Renegade Aviator, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, and each and every week we've been talking about air shows. We've been talking about general aviation. Why do I talk about aviation? Why do I talk about air shows? Well, it's real simple. Aviation, and especially the air show environment, is all about excellence demonstrated. It's about achieving big goals. It's about overcoming obstacles. And right now, if you've looked at the news, we've got some issues going on, right? And I'm putting that mildly, I guess. But some people listening to this show believe that the most important people at air shows are the performers. And you know what? They are absolutely 100% wrong. The fans are super important. Obviously, we can't put on air shows without fans. You, you people listening are why we do this. But there are people behind the scenes that anybody who's anybody in the air show world, if you've been around for about two or three seconds, you know that these people behind the scenes are the powerhouse, the energy or the drive and do way more work and put way more things together than a performer, whatever, a mere performer would ever do. So I would love to introduce to you today, Bobby Thompson, and she's the airport manager over at Minden Tahoe Airport and my neck of the woods, but Bobby does way more than what she may lead you to believe. Bobby, welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Well, thank you, David. And since you are a tenant at the airport, I do know you're the renegade aviator. (laughs) Yeah, I don't cause too much problems. At least lately, I've been pretty good around there. (laughs) Yes, you have. (laughs) Well, you know, Bobby, give us just a brief overview of kind of who is Bobby Thompson, how you got started in aviation, because I think it's real easy to look at a pilot that's flying at an air show and go, oh, I know what that person does. But uh, just give a little bit about your background because you're a pilot in your own right. You've been around aviation your whole life, so we can understand a little bit about you. Well, David, despite the rumors, I did not teach the Wright brothers to fly. <laughs> I did teach Wilbur, and then he taught Orville. No, only kidding. I have been flying for a very long time. I started as a pilot in the industry, and I actually performed in my first air show at the ripe old age of 17 and also started doing air races as a teenager. 
and really enjoyed it. It's just the best industry ever. It's not an occupation. It's more of an obsession and disease that once it grabs hold of you, it just will not let go. And I've been very fortunate throughout my life to be an air show performer, an air racer. I've managed nine different airports over time, an aviation consultant. And, of course, I still to this day produce air shows and been producing air shows for a number of years. And I think you're well-regarded. Anybody who's in the air show world, you mentioned Bobby Thompson. Everybody knows who you are. And it's because you provided so much value. And give a little bit of background. You know, first and foremost, what brought you into the airport management side? And how did you get involved in moving from the performer, which is so cool, by the way, because I've got two daughters. and I wish they would perform at some point, but they don't want to do anything dad wants to do. But anyway, kind of give us that progression as you came in and you got into the actual operation of air shows and why that's so important. I think people miss the fact of what goes on behind the scenes. As I mentioned, I started actually, I was sponsored by Macaulay Propellers and Cessna Aircraft. And as a teenager, and I was supposed to go around these air shows and show that not only could a teenager get involved to promote flying and everything, but also a girl, for God's sake. I mean, imagine that. (laughs) And that was so long ago, you know, girls weren't that dominant in industry. But then I also got into the business side of things with owning an FBO and flight school and charter and all of that. And at one of the airports, I had two locations at that time. And one of the locations, the city owned the airport management said, you know, we really would like for you just to manage the airport as well as run the FBO here. So that's how I got into airport management, and it just kind of stuck. And even though I had done a lot of flying and really liked being in the cockpit, I found the business side of aviation even more challenging. So I kind of stuck more with that side of things. And then along the line, did I produced my first air show in 1979, and I enjoyed doing that. Uh, very challenging, as you mentioned. People don't realize all the work that goes into putting on an air show. And I've helped with things, such things as Sun and Fun in Florida, in Lakeland, Florida. I was director of operations for the gathering of Mustangs and Legends, which where we had 88 P-51s in one place, along with a huge air show. <laughs> and to do something like that is so challenging and so rewarding. And when I look at air shows, I really see three things. I see patriotism, so inspirational. And I think sometimes that gets lost with, oh, look what that guy just did in the air. But when you come right down to it, most of those people out there in the crowd wouldn't know if the guy was doing a loop or roll or setting up for a landing. They just know it looks kind of cool. But they do get caught up in all the patriotism. They do get inspired. And we've been so fortunate in recent years with air shows picking up STEM experiences for kids. To really show them how important education is, even if they want to be one of those crazy pilots flip-flopping around in an airplane, or if they want to go more into the engineering and math side of things. I really think air shows play a critical role. And one thing a lot of people don't realize is how many air shows there are. Did you know, for example, and you may, that more people attend air shows than any other sporting event ever? I think we need to, as an industry, do better letting people know that because you're absolutely right. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. And there's over, in a regular year, of course, we know this is not a regular year, but in a regular year, there's over 300 air shows. Now, this year, about a third of those have already been canceled. A few of those have pushed back their dates, but about a third have just said, well, we'll be back next year or the year after. And getting one restarted is even harder than doing one in the first place. Because then people say, well, you're really going to do it this year? 
and just some of the components you have to consider. One of the big ones is sponsorship. Air shows are expensive to put on. Just a small show can easily cost a quarter of a million dollars. Mm. And, you know, you can't make all that up with your gate money. You've got to be able to have good sponsorship, vendors, and your piece of the action from the vendors, and so many things to make up the cost. People say, well, what do you do with all the money you make from an air show? <laughs> well, we pay the bill. Yeah. And I say this all the time, the local community airport, all these air shows are not just held at big Air Force bases. Some are, sure, and that's great. But, and you manage local community airports. I think people forget, and maybe you could help them understand the value of the local airport and general aviation to the local community. They're not taking from the community. They're feeding that community. You are so correct. For example, a lot of people like to buy homes close to airports and then complain about airports. <laughs> it's just a fact. Unfortunate, but still a fact. But somehow, when you have this event that pulls in the community, that highlights the community, that gets the community tourism dollars, that promotes the event, that gets kids of all ages excited. And when I say all ages, I mean from one year to 90 years, gets everyone excited. Then all of a sudden, hey, it's pretty cool to go to the airport. I'll go to the air show today and then we'll have a cookout in the backyard tomorrow and watch from there. So it really gives them that warm fuzzy about having an airport in their community. You know, they tend to forget all the safety values that an airport provides them. They haven't had an experience uh, with firefighting aircraft or if they haven't needed an air ambulance and knows how important that is. You know, they might not realize that the airport has definite value to them on a daily basis. But that air show was pretty fun. And now their friends from all over say, hey, how about if we come to town that weekend? We'll all go to the air show. So now it's something that they can see and touch and become part of them. And they buy into it's our airport, not it's their airport. Absolutely. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming up for our first break. This is David Costa with Bobby Thompson. And we're talking air shows. And we're talking just a few reasons in a one-hour show why you need to figure out how to support your local airport and how to support these air shows when we come back, because we are coming back. And we'll be back after these breaks. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Advanced Aviation. When choosing a flight school, look for a couple of very important things. Number one, how experienced are the flight instructors? How long have they been flying? Number two, does the flight school have a maintenance crew on staff that can make sure that the aircraft are safe and ready to fly? Number three, does the flight school offer advanced flight simulation options? There's a time to fly, but simulator training is a valuable part of the process. When I looked at the flight training options in the Reno area, advanced aviation met all these criteria. So will you allow me to make a personal introduction for you and get you in the pilot seat? This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. 888-366-5256. Call Advanced Aviation. In the air and on air. Here he is, the Renegade Aviator, David Costa. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, I'm back. The renegade aviator. Man, did you miss me? I bet you did, but I am back with Bobby Thompson. And, Bobby, when we were in the first segment, you mentioned something. I just kind of glazed over it. But I want to go back to what it feels like to be 17 years old and flying air shows because I'm slightly older than 17 and I'm a newbie, right? I've been flying airplanes all my life, but I'm a newbie as the performer side. How cool is that to be 17 years old and flying at air shows? Could you just kind of, you know, maybe for anybody listening, because really I think people have excuses, right? Oh, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm not the right this or that, but you're just out there doing stuff. So kind of give us that understanding of what it feels like to be a kid, just a kid flying in front of people. Well, you know, when you're young and fearless and invincible and you just charge through it. Fortunately, I had very supportive parents that tolerated me. And it allowed me to pursue, I don't know that I really put that much thought in it. I had gotten some local recognition because I had started flying young and I got into air racing so young. And so that's how Cessna and Macaulay came to me and asked me if I would do this. And so it just seemed normal to me at the time when I think back on it. Obviously, it probably wasn't. But then I also see other young performers that have gotten started. Uh, sadly, today, there aren't a lot of young people getting into the air show industry as on the performer side of things. And as an industry, we need to work harder at that. But when you think back through history, you know, barnstorming, when people just fly literally into a farmland and put on a show and pass the hat to make a little money, those were all young people. And as that evolved, and then air racing, I mean, you go way back into the Cleveland and the Thompson Trophy, no relation, except if I can get a drink by saying it was, I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But all those things happened a long time ago when people were excited about aviation, and people are still excited about it. Today, we probably have a lot more things to draw their attention than we did then, but it's still exciting. I did it for a solid year. I went around doing that, and then I got more into air racing and got tied up with air racing, and I still had to do that school thing. The parents insisted on that for some reason. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, but I did it as much as I could. And, you know, when I look back at some of the old scrapbook things, it's really fun to see. And I think from what I heard from people that I met way back then, I think I did make a difference uh, with some folks. But I see that even more today when I find that people that came to an air show, you see them years later and they say, I came to the air show and it inspired me and it made me want to do better in school and it made me want to take those math classes, air shows are really important for that. And I mentioned earlier about being patriotic. We are so fortunate to appreciate how wonderful our country is. Mm. But when you see them at an air show, that kind of gets to them. They kind of see that this is a great country. You know, they see the military acts. They see what's going on there. They can get up close with those aircraft they've paid taxes to build. And they really start to get it. In fact, I'll never forget one of the first air shows we did in Minden. It was the first year we had the Thunderbirds there. And they usually do an induction. Uh, the local recruiters will have some what they call depress, And they'll actually do their swearing in those kids in front of their parents and all the people at the air show. And I think we had like 26 kids being sworn in that day. And then they had to walk from the air show line back to the Air Force display. And as they did that, everybody in the crowd stood up and applauded them all the way back. 
That's amazing. If you don't think that's inspiring and patriotic, it was quite a moment. That is. And nobody's sitting there taking, uh, getting down on like a knee in protest. It really is. Because why? It's you can't help be inspired when you're up close. And it's something that I know kids today are like, you know, I can look at a, at a YouTube video in 360 degree and I can see Blue Angels flying and I can see the Air Force Thunderbirds. And it, it looks really cool on my cell phone. But until a parent, and it usually is a parent, you hit the nail on the head, it usually is a parent or a grandparent or a family member bringing these young people to air shows. It's not until you hear the sounds, feel the concussion of a jet flying overhead, being around other people. I know we're practicing social distancing now, but being, <laughs> being around other people, it is infectious and it's a great value for families. No matter what the cost at the gate, it's a great value of the air show. Well, in most air shows, when you consider you're going to see four to five hours at a minimum of things going on in the sky, let alone all the ground displays and all the ground activities, where you can take a whole family and really enjoy because we have that $50 family package where you can bring a family of six kids with the parents. Where else can you go for four or five hours of entertainment with an entire family for that kind of price? You can. So in some ways, it's very cost-effective. Plus, it's a long-lasting impression. I'll have to admit it that obviously I've been hanging around the air shows for a long time. And I've gotten to the point in the last dozen years or so where I probably watch the crowd as much as I watch the air show. And, you know, I've seen, done work with a jet team so many times. I know their routines. And I know when they're going to do that sneak pass from behind the crowd. <laughs> you can't experience that watching a YouTube video, believe me. No, you can't. It's absolutely impossible. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to make sure that when we come out of our holes, out of our hibernation, that we stand tall as Americans and we come out to these air shows and support not the performer. You're not there to support performers. You're there to support the volunteers and the people and just the concept of excellence and overcoming obstacles and doing great things. This is David Costa. We'll be right back after these breaks. Stay tuned. I've got Bobby Thompson from the Minden Tahoe Airport. Stay tuned. Make aviation great again. David Costa, the renegade aviator, will be right back. He told me to say that. So here is a little bit of fun for you to have at the airport. Okay, little little prank for you to play. All you need to do is go down to your local fancy dress shop, hire yourself a pilot's outfit, <laughs> pop it on, then head down to your local airport, sit in the bar, and get completely wasted. <laughs> Just watch people around you losing their minds. Hey, where are you going? <laughs> oh, that's my one. Don't worry, I know a shortcut. I'm a nervous fly. I get very nervous when I fly. And they don't do enough to help us, do they? The safety demonstration. Can we drop that already? <laughs> it's 2017. We've got the seatbelt fastening down. <laughs> we don't need any of it. Why do we have to start every flight with a cabin crew performing a little play entitled <laughs> The Horrific Ways You Could Die on This Aircraft? <laughs> Because we have this routine on planes, and we're used to the routine, so no-one questions the routine. Well, I'm the guy who questions the routine. <laughs> I 
was on a plane the other day. I was doing something we have all done loads of times before on the plane, lifting up the blind for takeoff and landing. <laughs> for the first time ever, I decided I would ask the stewardess why I had to lift up the blind for takeoff and landing. <laughs> it is a question that I regret asking. Because <laughs> this is the genuine reason. I said, Madam, out of interest, why do I have to lift up the blind for takeoff and landing? She looked at me. Do you know what she said? She went, Well, sir. If something were to go wrong with the engine, then you are the pilot's eyes. <laughs> Calling all ladies, 50 years of age and up. We are well into the new year. Have you started your new fitness routine for 2020? Come join my tribe a fitness community for women. I am Coach Laura, an ACE certified group fitness instructor and senior support specialist. Every workout is different. We work on strength, cardio and core in a fun format. We enjoy monthly socials with our group of ladies. Come be welcomed into my tribe. Let me know that you are ready to get fit and have fun. Call or text. 800-784-2707. Again, that's 800-784-2707. No, David, I don't know why the FAA called. They just said they wanted to talk to you about that flyby. Oh, the host of The Renegade Aviator, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is David Costa having fun. You know what? I fly in airplanes is pretty darn cool, but doing a radio show, I'm grateful to do this because why? I may not be the world's Sean Tucker air show performer, but we all have a role to play, and that's part of what this show is about. We all have done a lot of great things, and you listening, you've done great things in your life. You can contribute, though, and I guess that's where I want to go into this next segment is that there's so much going on at the local airports and these local aviation events, and there's ways to get involved without having to be the United States Blue Angels, which happens to be one of my favorites, but that's okay because I'm a former U.S. Marine and don't hold that against me, Bobby. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I may not be the smartest guy in the room now. It's always a joke. But Bobby, when you're putting an air show together, there has to be opportunities for people that want to raise their hand, roll up their sleeves and say, I'm going to be responsible to help. Kind of explain how that process may go. Well, I can tell you that air shows do not happen without volunteers. And when you're talking the small, even some of the mid-sized shows, you know, there is no paid staff. It's all volunteers that are putting on those air shows. And there's so many things you can do. I mean, some people say, well, I don't know anything about airplanes. Well, we need people to do the gates. We need people to sell the programs. We need people to monitor the vendors. We need people to help with the activities that occur that you don't need any special skills other than a little enthusiasm. Again, giving back, right? I always tell people, if you're feeling depressed, if you're saying, woe is me, 
help somebody else out because really the air show, as we're saying, it helps out the community. It helps out that individual that may walk in. You mentioned uh, when you look up at these uh, military flight teams, I still remember I was on the Atlantic City boardwalk and I saw the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds fly. And the highlight of that day was I got to walk up after they were done flying and shake the hand of Lieutenant Colonel Roger Parrish. I don't know where he is today. He may not be with us anymore, but I remember his name. And I don't even know how old I was, but I was a young kid, and that stuck with me my entire life. So you never know who's going to be inspired by walking in the gate at an air show. And one thing that I particularly enjoy, too, uh, in our schools today, for whatever reason, that's a whole other program, but it's really not taught. And But when you go to an air show, you can experience history happening from the warbirds that are there. We often have even some warbird veterans like Betty Anderson, the World War II ace that's there. You can go up and talk to them and learn so much from them and just be in the honor of their presence. Uh, and then to see, you know, the modern military and the young faces and all the different opportunities there are in the military that maybe you don't want to be a pilot, but there's all kind of other rewards available. And whether you're volunteering at the air show, you're a vendor at the air show, you get a chance to see history live up close and personal. That's absolutely true. And it's infectious. And you hit the nail on the head right there. Not everybody that comes to an air show needs to be a pilot or even want to be a pilot, but it is infectious that when you stand around excellence demonstrated, no matter what it is you're doing in your life, whether you're stocking shelves at a grocery store or building a home or flying an airplane, it's infectious. If you want to be better at something, hang with people that are doing great things. We're coming up to our next break. I've got Bobby Thompson. And coming back after the break, I've got to ask the question because on everybody's mind is the military demo teams. And uh, whether you know it or not, Bobby is uh, – well-regarded with all of our military teams. So, Bobby, I'll indulge you coming back after the break. I want to talk Thunderbirds and Blue Angels. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. Be right back for one more segment. Call our listener line, 888-366-5256. Ask a question, leave a comment, 888-366-5256. Bobby Thompson here, airport director at Minden Tahoe Airport in Nevada, and want to talk today with David Costa on his Renegade Aviator radio show about what's happening in aviation today. This is Jim Payne of the Perlin Project, and I am with David Costa on the Renegade Aviator radio show. This is Dipper Heil of J-Mad Aviation, and I'm with David Costa on the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. At 
Advanced Aviation Reno is my number one choice for flight training in the Reno, Tahoe, and Carson Valley area. Call or text me directly, 888-366-5256, Advanced Aviation Reno. I've arranged something very special for you, my listeners, my fans that are Renegade Aviator Radio Show. If you go to Advanced Aviation Reno and take an introductory flight or a flight lesson with them, you're going to get a very special incentive from me. Already a pilot? How about getting an instrument rating or maybe a commercial rating? Advanced Aviation Reno. I am hosting a series of multi-engine flying seminars, but you need to call me, 888-366-5256. We'll set it up with my friends at Advanced Aviation Reno. David Costa, a legend in his own mind. The Renegade Aviator, in the air and on air. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. I start every one of my shows with the radio communications from the U.S. Navy Blue Angels. Why do I do that? Well, it's real simple. I am a Blue Angel wannabe. But at almost 60 years old, there is not a chance in the world that David Costa, the renegade aviator, no matter how hard I try, will ever be a U.S. Navy Blue Angel. But it's fortunate enough we get to go to air shows and watch these kids. These are young people flying really cool jets. And Bobby, you know these teams inside and out. You've been with them for years. Anybody in the Blue Angels or Thunderbirds I've ever talked to know your name and they know you take good care of them at the air shows and uh, just give us a little bit of background, I guess. I'm not even sure how to ask it, but you're hanging with these people that get involved in air show flying at the top level. And um, I don't know, it's got to be a different experience with these uh, young people. Actually, it's like most things, you put the work in. But I can tell you that why they seem to be the elite of the elite when you're talking the three big teams, the Blue Angels, the Thunderbirds, are the Snowbirds from Canada. When you're talking to them one-on-one, they're just like you and I. They're just regular folks with families and professional goals and trying to do their best uh, in their jobs. And they actually, when they're in town, they really like to mix up with the local communities. They really like going to smaller towns and being able to get out in the communities. Now, currently, with our current situation, with this coronavirus stuff. The military is in a stand down. They're going to revisit that about May the 15th and then decide whether they'll be able to start going out to air shows again or whether they're going to push their date back even further. This is the only second time that's ever happened. Uh, the first time was during that sequestration prep. But obviously, they're still getting their practices in so they're still staying very top form. So if they are able to start flying again, then they'll be able to get out there and put on a good show for folks. And they're just absolutely dedicated young men and women that it's an honor and a privilege for me to spend any time with them. And obviously in doing air shows, it is a team effort. So I have to give credit to everybody on the staff, all the volunteers that we have and 
and all the great volunteers and folks I've worked with over the years in producing air shows. It's just been a real pleasure. Outstanding, Bobby. If you wouldn't mind, we've got a Minden Air Show coming up, and although we broadcast nationwide now, please promote the upcoming show, which is still on the calendar, I assume. But if you wouldn't mind, promote that. And then if you would, give us a little background about this, the state of general aviation today. Well, the Minden Air Show, aviationroundup.com. You can keep up to date on that website, aviationroundup.com. is scheduled for October 3rd and 4th. So we're kind of far out there. So we're watching very closely. We have to be considered, as I mentioned earlier, air shows cost a lot of money to produce. So we have to be considered and work with our sponsors. Uh, actually, now, as of the governors of Nevada yesterday, uh, every one of our sponsors, our big sponsors, are basically shut down for doing business right now. Yeah. So that makes it very difficult to go and say, hey, we need some money for the air show. But we'll keep on top of that. And hopefully come October, we can just give the entire community and area a fantastic air show. This year, we do have the Thunderbirds along with several other terrific performers. And there's, there's, have you heard of the Renegade Aviator? He's going to fly in the show. I've heard of that guy. I heard he's a really cool yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> he has some little Polish jet, I think. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so I encourage everyone to go to the website, read about all the performers that are going to be there, and get a feel for it. And then hopefully we'll be able to pull it off. But if we miss this year, you know we'll be back. Outstanding. And then you mentioned aviation. A lot of people, when they think airports, they always think the commercial service airports, which are very much struggling themselves now. Usually they're very flush with cash because of passenger facility charges and fuel taxes and all those things which aren't happening. A good example of that is in LaGuardia, American Airlines flies 460 flights a day. Right now they're doing 12. Give you kind of an order of magnitude there. But there's over 6,000 general aviation airports. Now, general aviation airport is an airport that's not military and does not have commercial air service. Those airports are even more in trouble. A lot of them depend on corporate aviation traffic, which is about 65% of the general aviation industry, for their lifeblood. Corporations aren't flying places. They're doing virtual meetings like all the rest of us. Yeah. So it's going to be very difficult, obviously, when all these aircraft start flying again, whether they're mom and pops 172 or a triple seven, you can't just go back and fly those. You need to keep your skills up. The pilots that haven't flown for a while are going to have to get their skills up, get their head in the game. The aircraft that have been stored at airports all over the country, hundreds of them are just parked. You can't just restart them and go fly them. There's a lot of work involved. In general aviation, there's about $100 million in that last bill they passed. But, again, over 6,000 airports and $100 million. How far that'll go? Not very to be far. Determined. Yeah. And one thing that I know you realize, and a lot of people realize, but somehow there's also a bunch of folks out there that can't get through their head that the government has no money. <laughs> right. It's our money. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So if they keep giving away money and we keep asking for money, we got to think, where is that coming from? It so turns it's a in, very difficult time, but we'll get through it and we'll come out better on the other side. 
that's outstanding, Bobby, and you're absolutely right. And that's why it's a wake-up call for everybody. Go support your local airport. Go to the airport restaurant. Take a flying lesson. Take a scenic flight. There's so many things that these local airports provide. You know, I think it's it, it behooves all of us that like aviation to at least uh, we're going to have to uh, stand tall here in the next couple of months. But we're going to get through it. Bobby, Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know how busy you are, and I certainly appreciate it. Uh, You're welcome here anytime on the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. I appreciate it. Well, thanks, David. Stay healthy, and all your listeners stay healthy as well. Right on. Thank you. Pilots are cool. That's why I listen to David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Attention ladies, this ad is for you. I am Coach Laura from Tribe, a fitness community for women. I am an ACE certified group fitness instructor and senior support specialist. Our community of ladies of 50 years old and up are getting fit and having fun. We work on cardio, core and strength. Each class is different so we're always keeping our muscles challenged with a new workout. Your first class is free. Come meet the tribe. Text or call 800-784-2707. Again, text or call 800-784-2707. Tower, this is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. No, no, ma'am, this is not a good idea. Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. No, David, I don't know why the FAA called. They just said they wanted to talk to you about that flyby. Oh, the host of the Renegade Aviator, David Costa. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Segment five. This show is coming to an end, but I got a couple minutes with you, and I want to wrap up some stuff that we were talking about here. When you're out at the air shows, when you're out at your local airport, hey, the entire country right now is going through a tough time. That's okay. You know why? We're Americans. We're going to come through this. And I can't think of a better way, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, that when we come out of our holes, when we allow the powers that be to stop keeping us pushed down, that we stand up and we the first place we go is out to our local community airport. And the second thing we do is find out where the nearest air show is to us. And make it a point to bring yourselves and your family out to the air shows as soon as we get flying again. We do this for you. We do this as entertainment. But as you heard Bobby say, I think this is a patriotic imperative. 
There's nothing better than to stand shoulder to shoulder with like-minded people, people that are grateful for this nation, people that like to be entertained and have fun, and people that enjoy being around other people that are enthusiastic. There's nothing negative going on at air shows. It's all positive stuff from the military flight teams to our civilian performers and then out of gratitude for two sets of people. The gratitude for the people that put these things together. And Bobby is very, very humble in the way she talks, but you would have no idea what goes on in the background and what she's able to accomplish. For instance, the Minden Tahoe Airport and the Aviation Roundup October 3rd and 4th, 2020, and all the air shows previously that they've done at this airport. This is a tiny little community airport that Bobby Thompson was able to get the Air Force Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels to come to this small air show to perform. That's a Herculean feat. So we need to go out and thank the people that are working so hard to put these air shows together. The second thing we need to do is we need to support the businesses that support these air shows. So when you see a sponsor for a United States air show, a Canadian air show, anywhere in the sound of my voice, you make sure that those sponsors know that you learned about them at the local air show. This is David Costa. That's a wrap for this week. I am the Renegade Aviator in the air and on air. See ya.